We're clear for takeoff. Hello again, once again, it is the Kings of the Heart. My name is Tariq Omari Walton. This is the podcast you turn to for all those therapeutic solutions. I'm going to say that today. I'm going to steal that once for today. Therapeutic solutions <laughs> for relationships. And I say that because we have a guest on today. He is a LCPC and a LCADC, meaning he is a counselor. He is a therapist. He is a brother therapist. And there are so few of us, as you know. And so we like to connect with them as often as possible. But this is a friend as well as a colleague. He is Mr. Dion Brown of Dion was DJB Therapeutic Solutions.com. You can check him out there. And we'll get more into how you can find out about him later on. But I want to bring him on today because we are going to talk about spiritual intimacy. And if you know this brother, then you know about his outreach in the in the how, I'm, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let him break it down a little bit more because this brother's out there speaking. He is touring. He is doing a lot of work in the community across the country. Every time I talk to him, he's traveling somewhere, and a lot of it has a, a, a basis in in the church. And so I want him to come on and talk a little bit about that. But today we are going to break down what spiritual intimacy is in a way that you haven't heard before. All right, so here he is, Mr. Dion Brown. Mr. Brown, how you doing, sir? I'm well. I'm well, sir. Good. Glad to be, be be here on the podcast to talk about such an important subject. I have to tell people, you know, I've actually been on Dion's podcast a couple of times, so it's great to be able to flip the script and have him here with the Kings of the Heart. So, Absolutely. welcome, brother. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad to glad to be here. So, tell us real quick a little bit about some of the work that you do with the church and how it relates to the work that you do with your with your clients. Sure. So in addition, for me, in addition to being a licensed clinician, I also serve as an associate pastor um, and, and have been for some time at my local church in Baltimore. And so for me, I tend to do a lot of integration of mental health and spirituality. So whether I'm in a uh, pulpit uh, preaching or teaching or doing some sort of workshop or seminar, um, in it, one, in a church setting, then I do a lot of awareness and integration for, um, you know, people in a spirituality framework. You know, I, I I do identify as a Christian myself. However, I um, speak and do work with people from a broad array of spirituality backgrounds and respectful of who they are and their spirituality, their spirituality and their traditions. That translates into my individual one-on-one -on -one work with my clients because my clients, um, some of my clients also are, you know, Christians and those that I want to, um, I can integrate uh, mental health and spirituality from a Christian framework in my one-to-one -one work with them. But then I have clients who, you know, are not, um, don't identify as Christian. They may, you know, identify a broad array of either religious, I, I generally say either a particular religious tradition mm -hmm. or some sort of um, spirituality framework. Because some of my clients don't connect with maybe a particular religious tradition, but they may have a, their own sense of what spirituality is and means to them right. and for them. So, right. yeah. How does that change from client to client? When you're working with one client with more of a um, Christian base and then with someone who has a, a broader base, how does the conversation differ, if at all? Sure. sure. One of the questions that I, when I first start working with a client, I, you know, and, and for a lot of us as clinicians, We've been trained to do a um, an initial assessment of biopsychosocial. I do a biopsychosocial spiritual. Okay. So with that framework, meaning I, I do take some time to unpack and dissect for with my clients. You know, one of my general questions from the beginning, you know, I will say, are you connected to a particular religious tradition or spirituality framework? So that can vary from client to client. I would imagine. Um, so yeah, some of my clients will say, yes, I am this, or I am this, or I grew up this. But right. 
you know, some people go through a crisis of faith mm -hmm. where they get older and they change or they make a, a transition for whatever reason. So I will, um, you know, I'll just work with them. Uh, my graduate school program was great because it was it was a mixture in the sense that it gave us the foundation with the behavioral sciences, but it taught us how to recognize our own spirituality and our work with our clients, but also how to work with clients from wherever their spirituality was or is, right. you know, and I have clients who have no, no type of uh, connection to any sort of uh, religious tradition or spirituality as well. So right. we, we just work with, we just work with our clients out of kind of where they are and what that means to mm -hmm. them. All right. I'm really curious because when you think about, let's just say the Christian faith and issues around sex and sexuality, you know, there's there's always a little something behind it, you know, that that represses that people repress. Right. So when you're working with someone and they're coming from a Christian faith and you're working with them specifically, you know, through that lens, what are the conversations like when it comes to intimacy? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's right. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's a that's a that's a packed question right there. Let's unpack it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to think about where to start with that one, because um, I've had a lot of different situations and cases. Let me just say this. And, you know, one of the let, let me say, because I am in both worlds, mm -hmm. um, being both, you know, clinician and, and associate pastor and a few people know my name out in the community and right. what I do in both sides. Man, everybody know no. your name, but go ahead. It's fine. You can be as, as, be as humble as you want to. That's fine. No, sometimes I get into trouble. Good. I get into, Good. I get into trouble. Good. We like trouble. I, here. I, get into, hey, I get into trouble sometimes in the religious communities, particularly because my training has taught me to see so much. Again, while I definitely identify as a Christian, but my training has taught me to see so much as a lot as gray. Right. And it's it's kind of tough because um, I've had the conversation with a number of clients where basically because of their upbringing and teachings from um, their particular church or religious uh, organization, where they had very challenging um thoughts, feelings, and reactions to issues around sex and sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's me being very general at this point. Right. It's, it's, it's a lot of kind of what that um, what that can mean. But I will say this to me. I, I, I will say this. Um, this will be this will be my bordering on, bordering on getting in trouble statement. Um, I, I will say this statement. I think for so long, I'll, I can only speak again. I'll speak from like a Judeo-Christian standpoint. I can't I can't speak about this in some other major religious traditions, et cetera. But from a Judeo-Christian standpoint, um, a lot of people grew up with just seeing, unfortunately, with just seeing sex and human sexuality matters as um, bad or, or negative or right, wrong. Right. So I think the, the the picture a lot of times for people has just only been painted um, one one way. Mm hmm. Right. Right. So that's that's part of the work sometimes we have to do with people in um, and, I, and and I'm sure we'll get more specific as we mm -hmm. go along. That's part of the work that we have to do with people with kind of untangling some of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting for me because I'm, I'm a practicing Buddha. I practice Buddhism mm -hmm. and my practice aligns very well with my clinical practice as well. Mm -hmm. Just in terms of the mindfulness and the intention and everything, yep. everything, and then, but of course, you know, especially being in this area, I work with a lot of people who come from a more, like you said, Judeo-Christian um, yeah. background, and you don't. There's not really a conflict there, but like you, you have to have conversations that may come into conflict with the beliefs that they have or the the way that they practice their beliefs just to open them up to other possibilities that may be interfering with the way that they're developing their relationships or, or interacting with their mates. And, hmm. and, and when I'm just talking about, especially when you start talking about people who aren't married, you know, so you have this particular religious faith that you're practicing and you're trying to abide by its principles, but then you have these other more uh, earthly, you know, situations, interactions that you're having with your mate. 
and the conflict that that comes from that. You know, even to the point where people will say, for example, st- begin to have you know sexual relations with their mate early on as they're dating, but now as they're moving closer to getting married, they want to stop. Okay, we're gonna stop. We're gonna not do any of that until after we actually get married. And you see the things that kind of develop during that period of time in terms of, for some people, they feel like they become closer because they're not basing their interactions and the the basis of the relationship on sex. For some other people, you see the the conflict because that's all their relationship was actually based on. And now as they're trying to grow closer into a deeper relationship, they realize that there's a lot less there than they thought. And they were basing their the way that they're connecting strictly on yeah, how, their, how their bodies connect. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, generally, you know, generally and definitely most uh, Judeo-Christian mainstream cultures and society, the idea is abstinence until marriage. Right. Um, concerning, you know, I, you know, obviously that's a, that's a, because we're natural human beings and that's, that's a, that's a, and we're, and we, we tend to live in a very sexualized society. And so it is pretty it much, is yeah. tough. that's, that's, it's, that's a tough one. Yeah. It is a tough one for people. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I think the, I think years ago, maybe, um, there might've been a higher percentage of, of numbers of people who actually made it to the finish line, absent, abstinence, uh, abstinence geared, um, mm-hmm. before marriage, you know, right. or no, no sex before marriage, um, years ago. I think those numbers are dwindling more and more today. Right. Um, well, so are the number of people who actually practice the faith. Yeah, 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 correct, yeah. correct. That's right. true. That's yeah. true. Absolutely. Um, and one thing, one of the things you said, which is so true, um, just, just the, you know, even with that area, with kind of connectedness and romance and and sex and sexuality, you can have um, people who, um, you know, kind of practice that differently. Okay. One partner could be like, no, you know, I'm not engaging in any sort of sexual activity with you at all um, before we get married. Uh, and, and they could be, you know, hardcore steadfast on that. And the other partner could adopt a posture like, well, we'll try, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and no, seriously, and that has happened. So that produces sometimes a conflict among couples. Like, what do you mean you'll yeah, try? Right. Like, this is what we're going to do. Right, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a realistic you get. And those two people could both identify as as as, as Christians, per, per se. Um, and that that will be that that posture in reference to that issue may be different. The boundaries and the limits. Right. I mean, people practice their faith differently. You know, yeah, you I'm may scared. you may come from sure. a, a very similar tradition, but the way that you practice may be different and people mm-hmm. will find reasons for practicing the way that they practice and it may not align perfectly with the way that right. you practice and that brings us right into what well, talk about a segue that brings us right into the ideas behind spiritual intimacy because when you think about when we usually talk about intimacy overall people's minds usually go right to sexual intimacy oh absolutely and in my practice i'm often bringing clients along to understand that there are different areas of intimacy beyond sexual you know even within physical intimacy sexual intimacy is only a small part of it you know you still have the the um you know massaging the touching the hand holding just a physical connection yes beyond just sexual um uh, sexual sex right then you have emotional intimacy and these are things that we've talked about on the podcast many times before but you have emotional intimacy you have intellectual intimacy and you also have spiritual intimacy and when I talk to clients around spiritual intimacy, I often like to come from the standpoint that you don't have to share the same faith. And even if you do share the same faith, that you may not practice your faith the same way. Those aren't the most significant points about spiritual intimacy. What about for you? When you do begin to get into conversations around intimacy, particularly spiritual, particularly spiritual intimacy, how do you come at it and how do you break that down for your clients to better understand it? So something you said, which is so interesting and true. So um, hmm. I get that a lot. Thank you. No, 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 it's fine. One of the, you know, uh, when we talk about, again, just primarily speaking from a 
Judeo-Christian standpoint. I have I have clients who are, you know, part of various Islamic sects, as well as um, clients who may practice some of the um, Yoruba and some of the other African traditions. Um, in in some, I'll say this: even when you look at when you look at like christianity there's a lot of different uh denominations right right so the, the denominations you have non-denominational but then you have a whole bunch of other denominational mm-hmm. uh, frameworks there are some differences when you're talking about practicing and what that looks like there are some differences in how that is practiced or even how like the worship is practiced or the services or things like that right now there are some branches of christianity that very strongly support the notion of not being with anyone else who is not a christian right yep oh i've run across uh, that a lot around here yeah yeah, yeah. At the, I, i'm i'm being measured with my words trust mm-hmm. me so that's, <laughs> nah, hey man speak right, your mind so, speak your mind I, i've right. been there no i'm going to i'm yeah. going to i'm just you know creating the just creating the, the framework uh-huh. and so that you know that can um so 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 first you will have um you will have some people who identify as Christians and maybe with uh, dating a mate or choosing a mate or electing or going out with somebody, they might um, particularly, you know, search out another, you know, Christian only. Um, mm-hmm. So, or, or, or maybe not. And then sometimes those sort of conversations come up in session for them. And it's, it, it's with counseling the clients, it's really about, for me, it's always about what they want, mm-hmm. and their goals. You know, I have, you know, I've had clients, for example, and I have clients particularly seek me out because they've Googled me and found out, you know, that I'm a therapist, but the other spirituality stuff. So they were like, you know, because of where they, the framework that they came out of, right? they wanted, they wanted, they wanted somebody who could understand them and their particular spiritual faith or tradition. Right. I don't know if I answered your question exactly, but because um, <laughs> he's going into a lot now. Right. Well, I mean, again, just thinking about spiritual intimacy, you know, how would you define what spiritual intimacy is? Okay. Gotcha. So, okay. Well, I think, I think with, okay, let me ask you this question. Are you talking about in general between couples or just a general definition? Just a general definition, because I think the definition will carry over to whether you're working with individuals or with couples. You know, so the idea is, sure. OK, so when we come at spiritual intimacy, different from the other kinds of intimacy, but understanding that intimacy overall is how you build your bonds and how you maintain the bonds between people. And you're going to have these conversations in your individual sessions as well as with couple sessions. When you think about spiritual intimacy by itself, isolated from what? Well, let me just say, isolated from the emotional, the physical, and the intellectual, yet knowing they all blend in together, they're all reliant upon each other, they're all interrelated. But when you just isolate a spiritual intimacy by itself, how do you see it? How do you define that? So I think, I think you know, spiritual spiritual intimacy in a nutshell, you know, it can be, it can be about, um, well, it's, it's, it, we'll define it as generally like closeness closeness uh closeness connection and um discipline to uh connect to one's one's spirituality or one's belief in god but but also you know it, it's like mutual strengths as well as shared connections right when we talk about with people right right yeah when i get into spiritual intimacy with my clients i usually come from a place that you don't have to share the same religious faith and religious background in order to strengthen your spiritual intimacy. Because like you said, you may have people who are um, suffering a, a, fri- a crisis in faith, mm-hmm. even though they came from a particular background. I mean, I've seen it in session where people have admitted that they no longer practice a particular faith and their mate didn't know. Right. So now here you are, you, your, your faith that you were basing your relationship around is no longer a, for one person, at least a significant part of who they are. Yeah. So how do you maintain that sense of spiritual intimacy, which is essential, I think, for a healthy relationship? How do you maintain that 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 spiritual intimacy, that bond, if you guys aren't practicing the same faith? So you have to look outside of there. So what are the elements that actually go into having a spiritually intimate relationship with somebody that's not based in sharing the same exact faith? And so I started yeah. thinking about that. So one of the main things are, okay, you may have different faiths. 
But what about your guiding principles? The principles may not be identical, but do they lead you down the same path? Yeah. Right? So when you think about religion, when you think about spirituality, typically they're frameworks for how to live your life. True. Well, are you living your life in a very similar way despite the different practices or the different belief systems? Yep. So you want to take that into account. Um, also, just a, a, a common ideology. So again, you may not have the same exact faith, but in terms of how you see the world, how you see how people you know work in the world and who people are in the world and how you are in the world, having a common ideology is not the same faith. You know, this, and, and one of the things with my with my um, graduate program, it was uh, they had a, there was a pastoral counseling framework. Okay, the graduate program that I graduated from, um, believe it or not, was actually very uh, sort of Roman Catholic uh, oriented. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, wow, really. Um, yeah, yeah, and a lot of uh, priests and nuns, as far as the instructors, um, as well. But one of the great things I got out of, and we were in classes with the people from a bunch of um, different religious faiths and traditions. Um, I think one of the classes we had to take was uh, religious worldviews. Okay. And in in either that class or another class, we had to get up in front of our all forty something of our classmates and articulate our spiritual or religious upbringing background belief systems mm -hmm. you know so that was interesting one of the um gentlemen he was um oh my goodness uh let's see he wasn't um uh, he was hindu hinduism okay. there we go right hinduism. okay so he had us um the class sing uh we did some sort of Hare Krishna song, some sort of song or chant, I think. That was interesting. You know, that was <laughs> sure, right. A little bit different from what you used to, I'm sure. Absolutely. But one of the things we got out of that whole series of classes, you know, spirituality is also about finding out with people and certainly with, with clients or groups, what is it? Or, you know, talking about similarities, because if we go down, if we say, you know, OK. For I'll say it this way, for clients who are open to this, because mm -hmm. there are some clients who are who are not open to the idea at all. Oh, yeah. That they can date or marry somebody who doesn't have all of their particular religious mm -hmm. background traditions, mm -hmm. et cetera. There are some. There are you probably come in contact with some. Oh, people plenty. Oh, yeah. Have that framework, but yeah. they, but <laughs> right. But there are, um, but but for those that are, one of the things we got out of our graduate program was, you know, people can there can be a symbol of spiritual intimacy and connectedness from the framework with people of of we can connect on what is it, what is it, or who is it, what is it, who is it, where is it that gives us a sense of meaning or or hope, right. You know, right. or purpose. What gives us meaning, hope, or purpose? So those can be those can be things that people can you know uh, connect with. You know, right. you know, versus does a, does a person you know who identifies as what particular religious tradition in the relationship? Mm -hmm. I mean, even going to that, there's this whole idea around because I'm about to say this is like my my issue with dating in the DMV from like 2001 to 2015. Um, coming from my own particular practice and dating women who were of the Christian faith, I ran up across that a lot. This whole concept of being equally yoked and that, you know, if we're not practicing the same religious faith, we're not equally yoked. And my ideas around what it means to be equally yoked are so far away from just practicing the same religion. You know, it gets yeah. more into just how you're lining up overall. But yeah. they always came back to that same thing. And I see your eyes getting really bright on this one. What, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> I know you got something there for that one. So, no, that, so that is, um, so yeah, so, well, hmm. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really trying to think, um, so, okay, let's do it this way. So, yes. So, yeah, correct. In um in most that what is true, and I'm sure that's what that is what you encountered a lot because that sure is do. the that is the prevailing notion mm -hmm. in in most mainstream uh, certainly most mainstream Christian churches. Now, um, so so you will find you will find in 
Okay, so it's funny because I'm just thinking about so much with that with that whole uh, understanding. You will find some people who are completely um, unmoved or un, unhinged from that notion at all. Um, but you know it. That's that is that the so un, okay yeah. So let's do it this way. So unequally yoked then in in the Christian context would mean that uh, most uh, you know Christians would raise an eyebrow about dating somebody else outside of that faith tradition. Right. That's a yes. Right. That is that is correct. Right. So that is a common prevailing you know belief within the most Christian frameworks. Yep. You know. You know. I, however, you know a lot of times. Um, Unequally yoked, it really also kind of goes into, also can go into compatibility. 100%. That's what it is to me. Right? Right. Exactly. Outside of the religious tradition, you know, how compatible or not are we in a bunch of areas? Right. But But, that's where they start. They're starting with the foundation. Even before they they discover any other issues around compatibility, that foundation, having that same, not similar, but same religious foundation is key to learning anything else about you. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I'm sure you had a lot of trouble with historically dating, I'm sure, because I, uh, and I say that because, um, you know, I was, because, I, because I'm because i a person who, you know, again, I identify as a Christian, but I'm, I'm very well taught and trained and I understand spirituality in a general context. And I, I you know, I respect other people's uh, principles, belief systems, where they stand, et cetera. For me, um, as a you know colleague and friend, when I when you shared when you came on um, something I did a while ago, I think with men, and you shared you know you connect to the you know I was like oh never met a black man who connects with you know mm-hmm. so, so but it right. was good for me it was a good learning experience and I started I started learning more about uh, Buddhism as a result. Oh right, thank that you, I, man. I didn't thank honestly you. be honest that I didn't that I did not know about. So right. I was like oh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And once you get into it, you realize that the basic foundational principles of Buddhism and, you know, the Judeo Christian um, yeah. Islamic foundations aren't that far apart. Yeah. True. You know, it's Very just, true. you know, it's more of the dogmatic principles that play a role in how people yeah. perceive who you are yeah. versus who they are. Absolutely. You know, and that gets back into, again, the definitions of spiritual intimacy. You know, so if you, again, if you're getting away from just the same religious beliefs because again even there like you said there are so many different denominations that True. you may have someone who says they're christian okay cool we share that same faith but how do you actually practice it you know what what scriptures are you adhering to more than others based yeah. on and, you know the, the foundation of your, your your church and let me even let me even say this out this is again another statement bordering on bordering on getting in trouble um <laughs> come on just get in trouble today man that's where you're here just right. get in trouble it's okay just, just accept it yeah yeah get in trouble friday right <laughs> you know i don't think this way at all what i'm about to say but there are some christians who believe that because you identify as a christian that we all have to <laughs> It's funny to me because I'm like, well, we all have to have the the same belief systems about about all important social issues, value based mm. issues, and et cetera. And I'm so far removed from that yeah. understanding. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm definitely not identify as a Christian, but I'm not a robot. I'm right. an independent thinker. There I consider go. myself really smart, but 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 I don't, you know, I don't um I don't there, there's the complexity for me. Of, of so many of these um, social and value-based issues is too complex to give one just blanket val- val- valued stance mm-hmm. on certain things. But there are there are some, and, and this is probably true in other areas, like maybe some other or like Orthodox Jews and some other uh, religious sects that are more strict than others. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't adhere to the belief that we kind of like what you say, we, it's kind of, and it's so true. We don't have to practice it the same way. You know, I'm not right. a bad Christian. If I say I'm a Christian, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Let's not be so black I, and white. Right. 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 Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. 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 O- across the board. And I'm, I'm only speaking, you know, I'm only speaking from within my religious framework. I can't speak to the details of some of the others, but I know, you know, I have a lot of, um, people I know in, um, you know the christian framework who you know 
you know, I I'm 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 the I'm the challenger. I challenge things and people. <laughs> systems and, uh, here comes Dion. You know, he he's gonna have questions. I, I will. Right. They know. Mm-hmm. They know respectfully because there As is a lot should. of black, there is a lot of black and white thinking. Right. And I'm not. You know, it's hard to be in this field and be that stay in that sort of mold. Yeah. Yeah. Black and white thinking because we're not trained to think that way. No. 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 Not at all. Not at all. So let me do this. I'm going to hit you with some of the, again, some of the, when I think about spiritual intimacy, some of the different elements of spiritual intimacy. And just give me some of your, your thoughts, some, some of your first reactions when I give these to you, right? And so this is one that you just brought up. When it comes to spiritual intimacy, tell me some of your thoughts around the uh, having a common understanding or having a similar worldview. Just that part. You know, what does it mean to have a... a um, a shared worldview when it comes to spiritual intimacy. Well, I don't even know if um, I don't. I don't know if that's fully possible. Put it that way. Okay, um, I say that. So we're talking about like with a couple. Yeah, with a couple. You know, even, okay. like I said, even, I know prim- you work primarily with individuals because thankfully Deion sends me a lot of his couples. So thank you, bro. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, this is what it means to have, you know, uh, good coworkers. Um, but yeah, but when you, even when you're working with your individuals and you think about, cause you're going to have conversations with relationships. I don't know how you can work with an individual and not have a conversation with them about relationships in some way. Right. Oh, and the well, way that, and the way that they connect with other people. So I'm thinking about, you know, how do you see the world around you? How do you see your place in the world? So when I say common worldview, just how you see the world and how it functions, because you could be with somebody who says, um, you know, uh, the world is terrible. You know, life, life is horrible. And that impacts their approach to life. That attitude impacts True. their approach to life. But if you have a, if you come from a framework and your worldview is that, um, you know, life is hard. But it's it's manageable, and there are there's such beauty and, and grace in in the world. Yeah. Then that's gonna be a different worldview, you know. Absolutely. So how is it that for you, from your standpoint, how do you align those two when it comes to you know um, spiritual intimacy and, and people's connections? Yeah. So I, I obviously one of the things that happens even like I said I do more individual these days I do more individual work. Um, I don't I I will do some couples work every now and then, but. For the more intense, you don't want that stress, huh? You just don't want that stress. No, no, I don't. I I (laughs) I get it. Believe me. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, But a lot of the obviously a lot of the individual people that come in to see me are coming in to work around relational things in their lives with other people, right? And um, you know, yes, um, sometimes those people are having different worldviews with their spouse friend family member you mm-hmm. name it even they're, even they're, okay different worldview even with their church or their religious mm-hmm. entity right or you know they grow up and say i don't believe that i don't believe that anymore so first the first order of business with the individual is you know trying to make sure that he or she has a um healthy worldview that kind of guides them because our worldview matters how we see things our perceptions matter exactly you know, about, about thoughts, feelings, and your behaviors, how I perceive myself as an individual, how I perceive people in my network relationally, how I see the world. Case in point, right now, whatever, what's the the war that's happening with, you know, between um, those countries and those regions right now, that is a part of, um, that, that, that is affecting and impacting a whole lot of people. And people have a worldview about that and right. what that means to them and their significance. And they are talking to, let's say, one of my individual clients is in him, a significant other or spouse, he or she. And um, they could um, have a sense of, um, very good example, actually. They could have a sense of spiritual um, connectedness and intimacy as a couple based upon what they believe definitely in a judeo-christian context there's a lot of um background biblically about israel for example and israel being god's people and uh, last day events Mm -hmm. so that's a very good example because 
concerning worldview because you can have two yep. people in a relationship and they could be um, work towards spiritual intimacy or be spiritually apart based upon how they perceive and believe what's happening now and what that means. Right. And the reason why this is significant to me is that we have such varied worldviews that can bring conflict into the relationship itself. Yes. You know, I mean, you already think about people's different attitudes. You, you may be with somebody who is, um, let's say, much more introverted and afraid of the world and someone else who's much more energetic and positive and out there and an extrovert. Well, you're going you're gonna to have challenges in the way that you live together because one person is pulling you in one direction, the other person pulling you in another one. So when you have more alignment in your worldviews, that only helps you to better um, navigate different courses with each other because you both see the world in the same way. You have similar attitudes about it. You know, so you need that. I, I think you need that, especially when it comes to the whole idea around spiritual intimacy. What about what about shared values when it comes to shared values? So now we're getting away from just your overall perspective on the world around you and the way that you function within it. But getting down into your values and even your principles, how does that how do your values and having shared values play a role in the bond that you're building spiritually with somebody? Yeah, that's a, that's a you know, those things, there's such an intersectionality between that. Mm -hmm. Um because, again, I'm going to use a Judeo-Christian perspective. Um, if I identify as a hardcore Judeo-Christian um, and, and I practice, let's say I practice things kind of very, you know, one, two, three, by the book, mm -hmm. um, strict. Um, I may have very strong postures around certain things that would be, there's a connection between spirituality, faith, and values. Right. They, they really all connect a lot of a lot in a lot of senses right so when it comes time for things like very good another good example when it comes time for things like elections right right you know and and then we have the this whole thing of um people's for some people their political party being maybe strongly attached or connected to their um religion mm -hmm. or faith tradition as mm -hmm. well so values are all incorporated in that who am right. I, who am I going to you know support Example, let's say the husband is a, let's say husband is a strong um, Democrat. And let's just say the wife is a strong Republican. Okay? Mm -hmm. Right there, that could be just from that, that political connectedness. And they're very both, they're both hardcore, right? Mm -hmm. um, just from that, their value systems around uh, hot button common election issues can either bring them together in a stronger sense Um spiritual intimacy or draw them apart mm -hmm. because there's such an interconnectedness between um you know a person's spirituality how they practice it their value system and how they connect to others right. we see it unfortunately right. people fall out they disconnect from people they unfriend people because you <laughs> believe this person right right because you believe this on this look because you believe this on this issue <laughs> we can't be friends no more I don't even like you no more. Right. I'm, I'm right. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. You see that a lot. Yeah. All the time. Unfortunately. Right. And so actually some people concerning spiritual intimacy, that will cause some couples to break apart as well or mm -hmm. have, or have distance between them. Right. Right. You know? And that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, having, again, the reason why we're even having this conversation is because we want to make sure that people are better aligned spiritually and all the different yeah. components that play a role in that. And so if your value systems are different. If you what you what you value um, is very different, then of course that's going to bring conflict into the relationship. You know, so you have to make sure that your values are well aligned. Again, you don't have to be mirror images of each other, but at least yeah. recognizing that the things that you value in your world and the values that you hold dear to you are common with your with your mate. That has to be there too, because if they're not. Then again, yeah, that's going to just bring more conflict into your relationship. And that leads into principles, right? The principles that, that we have, our guiding principles, the things, again, you may share the same faith, but the principles that you are guided by within that faith may differ. And so with someone, you may be with someone who has a different faith, but the principles are very well aligned. How do you look at principles and the, the particularly the, the guiding principles 
and the role that plays in building stronger emotional intimacy. I'm sorry, spiritual intimacy. Well, you know, even even throughout the throughout the the, 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 the sacred Christian text, the Bible, there's a lot of there's a lot of principles there, mm-hmm. on a lot of different issues. There really is. So, you know, if if people are practicing those principles keywords mm-hmm. if they can if they believe in those principles let's go back because belief belief first you know yeah, yep, how exactly. i think how i proceed if i believe in those principles right right and i believe those principles i um endorse those principles i adopt them and then i practice them um exactly and then oh yeah all of that and yeah all of that you, you need all of that you need because yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a line between having the belief and this is how you're supposed to practice versus actually practicing those principles Absolutely. And so that can help build the be- believing those principles and practicing those principles that can help build spiritual intimacy between couples and make couples more aligned, particularly if a, particularly if couples are couples in, in unison, unity, um, believe a belief system and they endorse it and they both put it into practice. Mm-hmm. Now, that yeah. also to your point, that also doesn't mean that they both have to put it into practice the exact same way. Right, right. But they have to parallel. They have to be some somewhat aligned, Absolutely. and not not running in co- in um, contrast with one another. Right? There has to be some kind of alignment. And this is all. I mean, again, we're talking about alignment overall. So when you have these guiding principles, whether you share the same religious foundation or have a different foundation, the idea is that the principles that guide you along this path have to be well aligned. Right? Because again, if they're not there you're going to run into more problems. You know, you want to have people who you, again, different texts are going to have different ways of describing the same thing, right? The same common principles. And so it's just a matter of being able to understand that first. I need to understand what are the principles that help guide you? You know, um, what mantras do you live by essentially? You know, what are the words that feed you when you think about, okay, the decisions I have to make? If our Again, the principles that you use in order to get to your endpoint are different than mine. Well, we know we're going to have conflict there because we're going to have a hard time making decisions together. We're going to have a hard time even, you know, thinking about the places that we're going to end up. So those principles, those guiding principles have to be in some somewhat kind of alignment. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Right. They do. They they definitely do have to be in some some type of alignment in order for things to flow more smoothly and to be less conflict and less tension. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, as we kind of get into the end of this, what are some of the things that you would talk to your clients about when it comes to spiritual intimacy and these things that we're talking now, the, the worldview, the values, the, the principles, um, just overall the, the shared understanding and meanings of life. When you have these conversations with your clients, how do you help them? begin to bridge those differences that they have with their mates so that they do become better aligned in these different areas. So again, so first, first and foremost is me having an understanding of where they fall at my clients with their own um, spirituality, their belief systems, their values, their principles. It's very important that I know those things. And if I, if I'm not, clear about those things that they that they educate me about mm-hmm. those that's number one right number two is is um having clients articulate um their spirituality what spiritual intimacy means for them in the context of their spouse mm-hmm. um or significant other and how they individually you know, I work with them first, how they kind of individually um, practice those things, how they see the world, uh, their values. Is is their spirituality and their their sense of um, their religious tradition, is it is it infused into their worldview? Right? Very important. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes I have clients who they don't want spiritual integration. OK. But right, and these, get, are, these are people who are either practicing a faith or not practicing a faith. Either. Okay. Either. Okay. Yeah. In session. It, that's rare. That's mm-hmm. rare. Okay. Um, 
I also come in contact with a number of, you know, spiritual religious leaders. So that's a whole nother framework. That's a little different. Mm, whole I can imagine. Track we would have to go down, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, um, so, and then, you know, when we get into talking about, sometimes there's harmony and unity with them and their, their significant other or spouse, but sometimes there is a tension and conflict. Um, some, so sometimes what will happen is, um, one of the parties might even utilize um, uh, scripture in a neg in a way to kind of attack their spouse. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that can happen sometimes. Right. So we'll get into that. Um, case in point, I'll use this for an example. Um, I made a post about this not too long ago. So concerning intimacy and spiritual intimacy and even physical intimacy, right now and I have a few clients who do connect with the Judeo-Christian perspective, mm -hmm. and them uh, they're married and they uh, have not been physically intimate with their spouse for three or four months, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so that obviously, um, and they are um, there's no known health issues there's some a lot of other issues and things going on right you know they're, they're you know mid to late 30s early 40s so you know there's some there's some relational that that the whole intimacy ties in so what happens in that sense is sometimes when there's arguments or conflicts about that one or both of those parties will utilize particular religious um texts to tell the other spouse what they should or should not be doing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that so one that, too. Yep. Yeah. So that, so yep. that definitely, definitely comes up, but I think, yeah. you know, I think, you know, it's, it's important, like you said, that both parties uh, either have the same, same or close, everything doesn't have to be identical, have the same or close values, you know, principles, kind of operating instructions, if you would. Mm -hmm. And um, that, that, you know, trying to, trying to work with their worldview. Now for me, if I sense that the, the 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 uh one of the people I work with if their worldview is significantly different from their spouses and they're they're you know the majority of what they're dealing with a lot of the stress and anxiety is conflict in their relationship mm -hmm. then generally you know I'll go down the, I'll go down the path of asking you know is their spouse in therapy independently as well okay and have they ever done couples work right Right. 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 Going back to one of the points you just made in terms of the lack of um, physical intimacy with some of your couples and how someone may rely back on, you know, religious texts as, you know, why they should be doing more. It's almost like the skipping things there, because I've had those same conversations and, yeah. you know, I go back to, OK, well, what are the other areas of even within spiritual intimacy that you guys are connecting? So you're so worried about the physical bond that yeah. you're missing everything else. You're, you're jumping over everything else. So, yes, you guys have a very similar or the same religious foundation. But these other areas that we just got done talking about, there are other areas within the spiritual intimacy realm that need to be understood and aligned in order to feel better about each other, to, in order to strengthen that bond. But then, and this is why we talk about intimacy overall, is because the spiritual intimacy and the intellectual intimacy actually helps to form the bedrock of great um, emotional intimacy. And so yep. then as you build that emotional bond, the connection that you're feeling through there based off the spiritual intimacy and the intellectual intimacy helps to better inform the physical intimacy. So yep. if you're just going from spiritual directly to the physical, well, you're missing everything else in between that makes the overall connection better and more healthy so that your partner wants to engage more with you. you know, so you that, need all those different things. It's, they're all interconnected. They're all yep. interdependent, right? You yep. can't, you're not going to get to one without having the others playing a role. So you need yep. those. But going to the general point, the idea here too is we want to make sure that people are connecting better spiritually, right? So some of the ideas I have are one, if you do have different faiths, or even if you have the same faith but different denominations, you go to different churches, visit each other's churches, visit each other's places of worship, just yeah. to get a better understanding of where they're coming from. Because the message, messages, messages they may be getting in their church may be different than the ones that you're getting. And so it helps to, for you to have a better understanding of what they're being guided by or who's guiding them. So that's one thing. Another thing is, look, just have conversations. 
Again, you may have a different understanding of the same text. You may have different foundations, but very similar worldviews. Have a conversation about it. It's just it's a very valuable conversation to have with a potential mate as well as current mates just so that you can help to better understand where they're coming from and where they want to go. And then more than anything, do your own research. If you guys do have, and that's one thing that for my, my mate, my, uh, my wife and I, we both come from different foundations. She's Christian. Um, you know, I practice Buddhism. She did her research. No, she's not somebody who like the other women I've run into who are like, well, if you're not a Christian, we can't be together. No, she's like, well, let me understand more about you. So we've had our conversations. She did her research. She understood and she saw, oh, no, we have very aligned principles. And mm-hmm. so this is OK. So even if we practice things differently or have gotcha. different have different um, belief systems, we at least live, live a lot very, very similar. So that was something that she did. So do your own research, even if someone has the same faith, but a different um, denomination. Look into the denomination. Absolutely. The idea is to understand themselves, understand them better. And even for yourself, you may want to make sure that you are um, (laughs) in a place where you fully understand your own principles. Because some of us are just doing things based off of what we've been told to do and don't really fully understand what it is that we're doing. So you also need to know yourself better so that you can share with other people. People walk into relationships very blindly sometimes, not just of the other person but of themselves. And so now you're with somebody, they may be practicing things much stricter than you. And you realize, Oh, now that's not how I do it. Now that I see what you're doing, I may not be as you know strict as you are. So now we're going to have our own conflicts within our relationship. So you have to know yourself better. Take the time to get to know your mate better, get to understand their practice better. And that's going to help with that, that spiritual alignment. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying, you know? So as we wrap this up, Mr. Dion Brown, why don't you give us what we call our noble truths, right? This is a chance for you to hit the audience with a couple bullet points, some of the most salient points of our discussion from today's podcast. What are some main things that you want people to walk away from from today's discussion? Sure. So I think I think and some of these will echo on, you know, some of the things that you you mentioned already as well. But I think the um, for me, some of the main things uh, that I want people to walk away from is, you know, with number one, within the, with the, within the concept of, you know, spiritual intimacy, that is very important to get to know your um, partner and their um, spirituality, religious framework, their worldview, how they see the world, their guiding principles to, you know, see how close you are to both together in the context of spiritual intimacy or how far apart you are mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna greatly impact um and influence the relationship greatly um number two you know i think that um it, it's very important um something we've mentioned um a few times today mm-hmm. is that even if we identify with the same belief system or the same religious foundation it is perfectly okay if we practice um some of that differently right perfectly okay right that's that's part of the challenge for people mentally and emotionally saying it's okay mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. perfectly okay mm-hmm. and we don't have to um we don't have to you don't have to attack the other person or make them feel bad mm-hmm. because they don't do it exactly the way that we do it mm-hmm. or it but it's perfectly okay um and even to, even worry about what other people think about it yeah because that plays a role too right it does yeah it definitely does mm-hmm. um that's a that's a that's a that is a struggle for a mm-hmm. lot of people that they that they uh definitely have to um you know get over and i think and i think lastly um number three um, is that all of those areas of intimacy will have an effect and impact upon the relationship. Um, you know, definitely when we talk about spiritual intimacy, that's a big foundational area for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like we said, some people struggle with um, connecting with people, period, if they are not 
exactly like them right that way yeah but spirituality spiritual intimacy uh emotional intimacy intellectual intimacy and physical intimacy you know like you said earlier they all connect and, and correlate and so those things do have to be um aligned some at least for the things to work uh, well right yeah i agree you know when i the, the noble truths i have for this week are first understanding the foundation of spiritual intimacy lies in understanding and aligning with each other's worldviews each other's values and each other's principles so you want to make sure that the conversations you're having with each other when it comes to spiritual intimacy, which again is essential for the foundation of your relationship, are around understanding those worldviews that you guys both have, meaning those foundation foundational things and the way that you see yourself in the world, um, you know, life's meanings and purpose. Have a understanding of the values that people have, the things that they do value and don't value. And again, the principles that guide them in their walk in this world you want to be able to understand those things about each other and make sure that they're aligned with one another in order to reduce the chances of conflict within your relationship also look at challenge please challenge your notion of what it means to be equally yoked if you're only focusing on the foundation of the having the common religion then you're going to set yourself up for a lot of heartache later on because again you may have the same religious base but you may be practicing very differently which is going to run into issues of compatibility later on. So don't just focus on that. Matter of fact, expand beyond. I would challenge you to expand beyond that because you may find that there are people, like in my marriage, you may find that there are people who you're better aligned with who share different religious foundations from you but have very similar principles. So if you're looking to be with someone, if you're looking to be in a healthy relationship, those principles are necessary to be aligned more so than I would say the religious foundation. Yeah, you may disagree with me because of what you're practicing and what it is that you need in your world or what you believe you have to have in your world for to move forward within your own religion. Um, but that's just the, the way that I see things. Don't be so black and white. There's more to what in the world than just what you think it is. So anyway, that's where I am coming from. Look at Dion. I want to say thank you so much for coming in here today. And um, John says he wishes he could have been here. Unfortunately, Dr. Hart was not available for us today. Hope he's doing well. Hope the family is doing well. But Dion, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today. Why don't you please tell us a little bit about where people can find you, your, your website address, as well as um, on social media. Sure. Um, you can go to my website, uh, newly uh, formulated, uh, www.djb, that's Derek Joy Boy, djbtherapeuticsolutions.com. Um, on my website, you will see a lot of information about me. You'll see um, areas of reference to my um, book, uh, Non-Negotiable Self-Care, my um, self-care t-shirt line. You will see um, various graphics and media and videos of places that I've spoken at, been on panels, spoke in front of groups. Um, you will see um, testimonials of entities and organizations that I've done one of my um, 12 signature talks for you'll see various uh, speaker sheets but you'll also see a spirituality section mm. in the spirituality section you will see um, things that i'm offering um, churches and religious institutions and ministries um, spiritual what i call spirituality clinics so if a um, church or religious or spiritual entity wants to book me for a weekend they can bring me in to be there speaker and do a psychotheological workshop or seminar they are they are catered toward three areas they're for uh, men youth and church leaders so you will see information in the spirituality section a few preaching clips um as well as the particular topic areas that are uh, designated for um men youth and church leaders all right and my instagram instagram yep the self-care therapist the self-care excuse me the self-care underscore therapist there you go <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep all of that in mind i know i know um for me you can find more about me at kings also tyrikomariwalton.com and if you want to find out more about my writing and my old tv talk show and pick up some of these other episodes um, you can go to viewsandvibes.com. You can also find out find me on 
um, IG and Facebook and Twitter, all the different social media platforms as Tyreek Omari Walton or just Tyreek Walton. And you can find this podcast on just about every streaming platform there is. So there's no way to avoid us. Look at it again. Dion, thank you so much for coming on today. It was great having you here. Um, and thank you for having me on your show previously, too. Appreciate that. And, uh, no you know, look forward to seeing you in the office in a couple of days. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, days. Man. Take care of yourself. And listeners, you guys take care. Miss you. Love you. See you again. Peace.